We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Welcome in to Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Thanks so much for listening. Wherever and whenever you're listening, it's probably beer o'clock, and we've got a lot of good stuff coming up for you right here on the podcast starting right now. Welcome back into Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Uh, why? Again, it's like hitting the dead part or something. That's so weird. It hates me. It does. And it's the same brewery, too, so it's two in a, <laughs> it's two in a row. It's not my fault. It's their fault. <laughs> Damn you, Deschutes! Deskahooties. Uh, Deskahooties. Uh, the Deskahoots. Thank you guys for listening. Let's get all the admin stuff out of the way. Uh, oh, social media, Instagram.com slash Beers and Us is our main hub. That is our most active, frankly, our only active at this point social media page. But we do have a Facebook uh, which is uh, slash beers on us and a Twitter, which is at beers on us pod. If you'd like to follow us at those places, we do share across all three platforms. So you will see our IG posts on both of those platforms. Uh, you can find our podcast. Most places you can find podcasts, Apple podcasts, Google play, Odyssey app, Stitcher, Tenny to the fan.com Omni, any place that you use except for Spotify, you can find our podcasts. Like, subscribe, rate, review, download wherever you find us. It helps us out. And then our personal pages. I am at Mike Lynch27 on Twitter. Patrick is at PDiddy085 on Twitter and Instagram. Just had to eat a bunch of crow on Twitter, and I haven't checked back since I ate said crow. Uh, did you, are you talking about the Oregon, Washington State? Uh, always, yeah. Yeah, you were like really, 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 really belligerent about Washington State beating Oregon. I was feeling it, man. <laughs> I was feeling it. It didn't happen. Uh, our, our good friend Joe Fisher uh, called it best. He said, Washington State wins. See, I told you, these guys are losers and we're clearly better. Washington State loses. Ah, you know, I mean, it's we're not really a football school. It's not really our year anyway. That is, that <laughs> that's, is that's about on point. For that Pierre's. is as Patrick Harris as Patrick Harris can get right there. Go Cougs. Uh, <laughs> how uh, how was your week in beer this week, sir? Uh, my week in beer, you know, not not a whole lot to attest to. I didn't get out a whole lot. Uh, me and the lady, we went out we went out for dinner the other night and. Uh, uh, had some cocktails and some wine, so I haven't, you know, I've I've been drinking a little grains beer at home, mostly just because I've been busy and I work there, so I haven't had the chance to have a whole lot. However, I did have a really interesting experience earlier today. Um, I had Maine Brewing is back in town, okay, for another little drop. Is their next uh, beer called Snack? <laughs> and they and supper and the place I was at had second, third, or fourth lunch, <laughs> and uh, and the place I was at had lunch on draft. And, you know, that's, you know, right up my wheelhouse. I was really into it last time. And I had a pint of it. And what was interesting was when I tasted it, I was like, wow, you are definitely, 
your palate is very used to West Coast beer right now, especially hoppy. The mouthfeel on that main brewing lunch, first off, it was it was delicious. I really enjoyed it. But boy, was it a shock to the system. This really full, rich, hoppy beer that I'm just really not used to right now really kind of knocked me back a little bit. I went, oh, whoa, what is what, what is going on? I was sitting next to the messenger, coincidentally, who was sitting, sitting there next to me. I've run into him a couple times over the last few days. And he was like, I know, man, it'll hit you. But once you have a second one, you know, you'll start to go, oh, okay, right, right, right. It was just the body was so much more full. Um, it was a little, it was a touch hazy, but not like a hazy IPA. Uh, and it was, it just reminded me that our beer in the Northwest and on the West Coast in general is quite different. Yes. So that was kind of a a, a reminder that people make beer differently in different places. Yeah. And uh, that mm. is why, especially out here, you will often see the Northeast style IPA, mm-hmm. which is sometimes code for hazy, but sometimes just code for what you're talking about right there, which is just, just a bigger body, bigger mouthfeel. Yeah. Not as crisp and clean, a lot more like just thick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and especially if I'm drinking something that's outside of the state of Oregon or Washington, it tends to be California, just proximity. And boy, those IPAs are thin, 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 thin. I had some humble. Thinner than ours, right? Yeah, I had some humble sea stuff. I guess I guess I actually did have a decent weekend beer. I tasted some humble sea, some humble sea stuff. There, they had a new beer out with Nectaron and Strata Nectarons. This new uh, New Zealand hop, uh, a lot of peach kind of character to it. Interesting. And we just made a beer with that. And I had never heard of the hop. Mike was telling me about it. And I was like, oh, okay, sounds cool. I guess John Harris gave us a call and was like, yo, you got any of that lying around I can steal? So I guess it's like a kind of a hop that people are really intrigued about. But I never heard about it and never tasted anything about it. So I had the the Humble Sea had a Nectar on Strata beer, and I tried that, and it was super thin. <laughs> you know, just not in a bad way. Like, the beer tasted good, but it's just like, God, have you guys heard of malt? And then I taste this main brewing company. I'm like, whoa. Have you guys heard of hops? Calm down on the malt, guys. (laughs) (laughs) But it wasn't like that malty thing you get from like Midwest breweries. It was just such a full body kind of experience. I also, speaking of California beer, I had a clear skies from Fieldwork. The nose, the first sip was amazing. Five minutes later, I sent it back. Oh. It got a little warm. Mm. And uh, that happens sometimes. The D was alive and well. Mm. That's unfortunate. Yep. Uh, my weekend beer was not spectacular. Uh, it was one of those where I bought my weekend's worth of beer and was only happy with a couple of them. Mm-hmm. Nothing was bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually, I, I don't pick beer that is bad. I'm, I've got a pretty good eye, but sometimes it's just like, oh, okay, yeah, mm-hmm. decent beer. What I really enjoyed this week was I had a Ruse American style IPA, which was a gotcha damn Russian roulette that I ever did. <laughs> I looked at it and I went, Just give it a shot. And then on the on the little description it said clean. And I went, Okay. All right. That's a word that means not hazy. And I poured it and it was a clear IPA. It was called Ghost Town, I believe the name. Uh Ghost Something, Ghost Town, I'm pretty sure. And really good. Like I know Ruse makes great beer, but they make so many hazies, which I just can't fully get on board with. As much as I continue to try that Ooh. style, um, it was really, really good. I also very much enjoyed. I had an Ex Novo Cozy Chaos, which was a West Coast IPA, and that was really tasty as well. I think it's. I think they technically call it a pale ale. 
but it is very much like a Northwest style pale ale. I'm pretty sure like on the side of the IPA. can it said West Coast. Oh, IPA. really? Maybe they've changed it. Yeah. I think when it first came out, I think I remember seeing it said pale ale because I really liked that beer. It was really good. Probably, probably my favorite ex novo beer outside of like Pearl Haggard, but yeah, that I mean, beer's legendary. Elliot, with the, the that first fresh mm-hmm. hop I ever had, I mean, that is. Stuck in my brain. Cactus wins the lottery. Yeah, we've had that. I I like that recently as well. Uh, I still think there's two of those in the fridge, by the way. There is. I know. (laughs) I I always keep a stash. I know. know. It's it's very sweet. So sometimes you want to be in the mood for that kind of thing. I think. I think those kind of like Berliners with fruit are probably really great if you're a stoner. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because you get that little tartness, that acidity, and then that sweetness just probably fires all of your you know, receptacle sensory just yeah. overload. Well, every, everything. Like, which is why I think, you know, the the classic gamer mantra is like, oh, you love Mountain Dew. And it's like, well, yeah, if you get stoned and play video games, Mountain Dew tastes awesome. Yeah. I know. It's 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 like uh, bowls of cereal. Yes. A bowl of cereal when stoned. Oh, my God. Yeah. And I don't, know, I don't know what it is, but there's something. It's a little crunchy. The it's milk little, is sweet. Yeah, it's you a little. Have, you, if you have liquid. a sweet cereal, it's like. It's cold. Uh-huh, cold uh-huh. is better than hot. Always. Ice cream. Ugh. Oh, man. Yeah, dude. God. God, I have so many munchies. I mean. <laughs> we should do a show of stoners drinking beer. We should do an episode stoned drinking beer. <laughs> is that? Are we allowed to do that? I think so. Are you sure about that? We might have to do it off premise. Mm. They might not like it if we do it here. It- we are live on location from Mike Lynch's attic because we got lost. <laughs> In his house, but hey, we found a plug-in, and this looks great. I mean, could it could it Did just be... Did you get be, the beer? No, I forgot it. Who cares, man? Could I it just M&Ms. be where we label it our very special episode, and we don't say anything about what we're doing, but for those of you who know, you know. Should be like the Christmas episode. <laughs> Why? I don't know. Cause Why Christmas? I don't know. I used to know a bunch of kids when I was in high school that used to eat mushrooms on Thanksgiving. Like, they'd have Thanksgiving dinner with their folks, and then it was like, all right, guys, let's get together. You ready to eat some mushrooms? Because, you know, things happen. Well, next year, April 20th is on a Wednesday, so. Must be a Wednesday. (laughs) Keep that in mind, folks. Must be a Wednesday. I did forget, someone did mention this to us on Instagram uh, while we kind of did a little mini in the brews last weekend, last week. Uh, You mentioned Ruse. We forgot to say, they've got a downtown pizza joint open up in vancouver on the waterfront what yeah downtown vancouver on the waterfront like in the new waterfront in the area? new waterfront yeah they're opening up a taproom pizza joint there's a place over there that i have to bring my girlfriend to because her favorite dessert is milkshakes uh yes i, I forget the name of it the place yeah. but it's like got loaded like candy filled like amazing yeah, you can buy like milkshake. a 15 dollar milkshake there i think they're all about that price yeah, yeah. Uh, I really want to go up there, and plus, uh, I've heard it's actually really nice. A lot of lot of good little uh, restaurants and stuff. It's up a cool there. little spot. Me and the lady, we we tend to walk down there from time to time, and you stop in and grab brunch or something like that. It's it's it downtown Vancouver. They're they're working on it. They're yep. trying. They're they're build. I love that it's on the river too. I also forgot to mention this. I guess I did have kind of a wild week in beer. Yeah, I, you posted it on our Instagram, yeah, you jerk. I was going to bring it up. Yeah, I did go to the Loyal Legion soft opening, the industry night out in Beaverton. In Beaverton. You were uh, very close to my apartment. Yes, and I didn't know that anything like that neighborhood existed in Beaverton. It looks very much like a little small townie there. It is. Older building. It is the old school downtown. I believe they call it Old Town in Beaverton. That is where the old downtown was. Now there's like 16 different little pockets of little like shopping centers like that. Mm -hmm. But that is where Ex Novo is. That is where Breakside is. 
uh, or going. I don't going know if they're be, open yeah. there yet. Um, I know that's where Binary is opening their place. Um, it's really kind of popping as a new little beer place. And uh, and then, yeah, you talked about Breakside opening up in, in Gresham. Yeah. And I saw a, a, a comment on an Instagram that said, ah, Gresham's the new Beaverton. <laughs> <laughs> Are you guys doing pizza out there? Is everybody doing pizza? 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 Are you pizza? Do pizza? 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 I like pizza. I think they're doing pizza. Uh, so shout out to Herb and, and the whole crew over there at Loyal Legion. I'm very excited to go out there. If you guys are, are West Siders and, uh, you know, I'm not going to be a frequent. I'm not like a an every like other night go to a bar guy, but that is a place that I will certainly go to. So come say hi if you see me there. Yeah, it's definitely not the size of the inner southeast place, but it doesn't need to be. It's the inside really, looks similar though. It's a yeah, very similar vibe. It's a really cool spot. I guess I heard it was an old library and then uh, a, a church before that. It's a really, really cool space. I really enjoyed my time out there. And I was crushing Freem Japanese lager. Nice. Oh, I had a I had a dystopia at first. Well, the company tab was paying. Ah, so I figured I should. And Herb, uh, the uh, Herb over there who who runs the whole operation, he does all of our he does all the artwork for our cans. So want to give he, him a is, little bit of love. Is he running Beaverton or is he just all of loyal? He Legion? is loyal Legion. Gotcha. <clears throat> that that's his baby. And uh, and so just a congratulations to all those all those fine people out there. I've always I, very I much great enjoyed, service, good food, good beer. I've always very much enjoyed Loyal Legion's dark beer selection. Mm-hmm. I feel like for places like that, they're like, yeah, here's two dark beers. I always feel like they have like seven really interesting dark. Yeah, beers they're on like, time. we know you'll drink a dark beer, so we don't have to try. Just pick one of these. Yeah, yeah. and you're like, okay, fine. <laughs> okay, I'll have the 2015 Abyss. <laughs> no, it's never the 2015 <laughs> abyss. It's like it's like oh, I'll have the old Rasputin, sure. You know, yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, oh, okay, cool. I'll have a, all right. I'll ha- I'll have an Obsidian Stout. I've had that 900 times. Yeah, thanks. Six pack in the fridge. Yeah, I I have one in the fridge. Yeah. yeah. Um. So that was that was our week in beer. Okay. So the episode today, it's a little bit similar to one that we've done in the past. It was the episode wasn't based around it, but we talked about things that we wanted more in beer. And what's actually kind of nice. Is thank you breweries for listening to us only yeah. us. We know it's our. We know it's because of us. Yes, uh, and we know you're all listening out there. All you know, two of you. Because I know you have like a hundred thousand barrel brewery to run over there at Deschutes, but I'm sure the whole upper brass. This is like they sit together, kumbaya, with ukuleles and a fire, and listen to us. And, and for those of you guys down at Sun River who also listened to us and had the same uh, thought, like that's a great idea. Yep. Thank you for for showing how smart we are on this podcast. By the way, new herd mentality out, mocha. Ooh, okay, mocha. So the the topic of the podcast today is beer variants. I think it's just a simple way to talk about it now. We had talked about, and we did when we did the Block 15 single hop series, um, how cool that of an idea that was, and how we've started to very much enjoy breweries diving into single hop IPAs. Mm-hmm. But we also said, why can't we do this with other types of beers? And Sun River was the first I saw doing it with dark beers. Well, I guess not. I shouldn't say the first. But there was one that caught our eye real yes. quickly. We both love Coco Cow. Yes. Um, which is... Awesome for us to say for a style that I don't love, but you love, yet we found a beer in the middle that we both love. Mm-hmm. I probably love it more than you. I think you do, yes. But uh, it's not the first, like Epic does like 15 variants of their uh, Baptist. Baptist and yeah. stuff. But it's different when, when we're talking like Imperial Stouts, like you kind of expect that. Mm-hmm. But a Milk Stout, a regular, normal, classic Milk Stout has now had four variants. Mm-hmm. They did so. the Cherry Vanilla 
They did the cookies and cream. Raspberry and thorns. Raspberry and thorns and now mocha. mocha. I think that's the four that I they've done. I think so, too. I, I don't think there's one in there we missed. I uh, I think I've had all of them as well. So um, I've been trying to keep an eye out because I've seen I them have, on the shelf. I have the cookies and cream in my fridge that I haven't had, but I'm thinking about... Uh, you know, I don't know. It's little... getting cold and windy and rainy. It seems it's... like a little stout season. I huh? stopped by a place called Main Street today and picked something up. So maybe uh, that uh, that cuckoo cow's <laughs> got my name on it tonight. Mm. 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 That's also where I go, by the way. I'm stuck in Mike Lynch's attic. <laughs> he doesn't even have an attic. <laughs> I don't. I live in an apartment. <laughs> where am I? What is occurring? <laughs> Why am I in an attic? <laughs> Why am I in Idaho? <laughs> Whoops. Utah. So. <laughs> you know, yeah, man. Uh, so Sun River was the first that kind of caught our eye, doing it with a milk stout mm-hmm. with variants. Now, uh, Patrick said this to me, and he noticed it on the shelf, and I, I had seen it, but I didn't really process what it was. I, I didn't process it either. What we're drinking is a Jubal Ale, which we had last week, which would seem lazy, but it's not. Uh, it's the Jubal Ale Cherry, mm-hmm. which is a variant of Jubal Ale, which uh, I've never seen Deschutes do variants on anything, to be honest with you, so... They, they've done a little bit with some of the, like, Abyss, Black Butte, the, like, big barrel-age yeah, yeah, stuff. Yeah. Okay, I'm just going to say this now. When I allude to variants, I understand Imperial barrel-age stouts all have variants. I'm not including that. Epic, Dark Star, all the Fremont stuff. It's all it, Everyone does it. Right. I, I get it. Uh, I'm saying in terms of your regular beers that are not a barrel-age program, Deschutes has not done variants before. Not to my knowledge. That I've seen. Honestly, not many breweries do. Right. So I think this is a brilliant idea for those of us who are diehard craft beer fans. Mm -hmm. I think regular beer drinkers probably don't give an S about variants of these beers unless they love a specific beer. Well, you think about the average beer drinker is probably a lager and or IPA drinker. I mean that. And and what are you really getting out of barrel aging a lager or an IPA? Right. Well, we have had one or two yeah, of those we've before. Had some it's stuff. interesting. Yeah, but they're 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 non-traditional. Yeah. The gin barrel age stuff is interesting. I love that it stuff. Is, it is good. I'm really into it. Um but for those of us who are like deep in the craft beer scene locally who are always looking for new and always looking for our favorite breweries and their new styles that they're releasing and You know, the one thing I will say that has been great about COVID, and we've said it multiple times, is everyone's canning everything now. Mm -hmm. So we get to see. So much more variety. We get to see what the breweries are doing without going to the brewery. Um, Is I think variants are great for those of us who are listening to this podcast and like this podcast because we try everything. Mm -hmm. I know I love Jubilee, but I have Jubilee every year. I mean, Jubilee might be pound for pound the best beer they make. Oh boy! I Cutting don't know. out the barrel age series. Well, I mean, I guess Black Butte is probably going to be like hello. Yeah. Um. But but I mean, I would still hold that testament that I think Jubilee is one of the best beers they make. Yes, one of not the best, I don't think, but one of the best beers. Um. But for those of us who drink Jubilee every year, and we have it every year, we enjoy it. Mm-hmm. You see this, and you're like, gotta have it. Yep. Gotta try it. And it's the same with the Sun River. If you are a Milk Stout fan, or if you're a Sun River fan, mm-hmm. and you see a variant. It's not even a question. You're like, yep, I'm going to try it. Yep. And I think this is perfect for those of us who are deep in the beer scene. And I do think that, although, you know, we're kind of in a bubble here. We do this podcast. All of you listeners are really deep into craft beer as well. I mean, this is the perfect city and region to mess around with stuff like this and bottle and can it because there's more people who are deep into it than anywhere else. 
Now, the majority of people are still casual drinkers. I know that. Or non-beer drinkers, even. But for those of us who are in it, God, I love this. I think it's really great, too. And I think I think the the number one thing I like about this, this beer specifically, this Cherry's Jubilee Barrel-Aged Imperial Winter Warmer, cherries and vanilla beans added from Descahoots, is the format. This is a 12-ounce bottle. Yeah. I think... I think one thing that's really difficult. Now, I really like barrel-aged beer. I don't love stouts as much as you do, but a barrel-aged stout, I'm into that. I'm into that. I collect some. I'm working on verticals, things like that. I'm into it. The problem is is the vessel is always too much. Yeah. Like a 22, that's a serious investment. Now, that's not always the case anymore. Not always the case. I'm seeing many more 16 um I'm terrible. Like 500 mils. 500 mils. Mm-hmm. Or what's the, the pint can? Is that 16 ounce? 16 ounce, yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm terrible with the size. 500 mil is 16.9. Okay. Um, what, whatever the pint the, cans the we American, see, whatever all of these are, 16 ounce cans. American measure system is stupid. It is. <laughs> uh, I've seen more barrel-aged stouts going mm-hmm. into those cans mm-hmm. recently, um, which has been exciting to me because, uh, honestly, it's just selfish. Right now, my fridge, the way it's set up, it's one of those short squat fridges i can't fit bottles anymore right like it's all cans and that's it the bottles are too tall for each shelf Mm -hmm. so it's annoying it's a selfish thing but i love seeing that kind of stuff in cans like when i saw the narwhal from sierra nevada in cans the barrel aged narwhal i'm like all right let's do it let's go let's do it right now so this being in a 12 ounce bottle you know we're splitting it right now but i can crack this and have a full one Mm -hmm. like I got. I felt really lucky when I was at Breakside. They started doing, depending on the beer, some were in 22s, but some were in 12-ounce. Mountains of Instead, one of my all-time favorite beers from over there, which is a beer very similar to the one we're drinking. The entire here. Oligarch series. The entire Oligarch series. The Grandpappy, Grandmammy. Yes, that stuff, like Cultivating Mass. Like That was really cool that they were in 12-ounce. It feels so much more like a vessel. And whether you're buying a four-pack of this Cherry's Jubilee, which I believe it's four-pack 12-ounce bottles. It is fours. It's the same they did with the Abyss when they bottled it in 12. Yeah. Like it's little four-packs. You do that, and I can throw them in the fridge, and I'm really into it. And it's just, it's just so much more accessible. Like, we're getting into the holidays. I'm going to have, you know, obviously safe and protective uh, gatherings. But I'm going to start pulling from the cellar. And I'm going to start looking at stuff and saying, hey, this 22, I'm going to take over to this place because there's six, eight of us, and I can pour a little bit for everyone. But if I'm feeling a barrel-aged stout or if I'm looking at something like, man, I really want to taste that. I really want to see how that's going. I can't crack a 22 ounce by myself. Yeah. It feels like such, I'm not going to finish it. And even I struggle with it. I get the same reaction whether I drink it myself and dump it or drink it with other people. I'm, it's not going to affect how I feel about the beer, but I'd rather somebody drink it than just pour it down the drain. It's the same problem I have, and I love that style of beer. Mm. Usually the 22s are the barrel-aged stouts in that realm. Uh, I will sit on it and sip on it, and it'll get warm, which is fine. Uh, sometimes better when it gets warm. You get way more bar- barrel quality out of it. But I'll I'll get to the bottom of my first pint, and I'm like, Oh, there's more. And then mm-hmm. you pour it in and you get another half pint and you're just like, Ugh, Yeah, this is now a becomes lot. a task. Yeah. And we don't drink because beer you like because, it. Yeah. But so you don't want to waste it. Exactly. And it was expensive because it was a barrel aged beer, so you definitely don't want to waste but it. But I can buy a, you know, 
$14 four pack. And if I taste one of them and they suck, I'm like, yeah, I'm done with these. Yeah. But it's hard to do that on a 22 ounce. If you buy like a $20, 22 ounce barrel right. aged stout, you don't want to waste that. No. So it, it's it why is. I don't buy Ale Apothecary because some of their stuff I really like and some of their stuff I don't, but it's all 45 bucks. Mm hmm. And there's no draft, Big so you're risk. not trying it. So it's a huge risk, yep. and sometimes that payoff is awesome, or it's not. And the it's not scares the ever-living Jeebus out of me. Now, do you think that beer variants in this realm, that again, we're excluding stouts, uh, or barrel-aged stouts, I should say, can only be done with dark beers? Or do you think we can start seeing some variants of other styles of beer as well? Or is that kind of what we see with the single hop project? I, th I think there's something about barrel aging that if you're going to barrel age, if you're going to barrel age, I think it needs to be something malt forward. And, and I don't mean malt forward like a lager can be malt forward. I mean, it's got to be like a richer malt because as we talk about all the time with IPAs, the hops fall off. And if you're barrel aging it, it's kind of like you're going to lose a lot of that hop character. I think it's open to do it, but I think it leans more towards these like winter warmers or ambers or reds, you know, or, you know, I mean, maybe you could barrel age a dunkel that is, despite it being a lager. Well, but does it, does it have to be barrel aged though? Because the Sun Rivers are not barrel aged. They're just Oh, variants. you're just talking variants in general? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. Like, how rad would it be? That's what if... I'm saying, because we know barrel aged variants exist, and this is a barrel aged variant of Jubal Ale, which is cool in itself, by the way. Right. But would... I'm saying just any beer that exists, can we not do more variants on it? Oh, without a doubt. Like, the first thing that came to my mind is, you know, that, that Von Ebert Italian Pilsner. I love that beer so much. Give me three different hops mm -hmm. and do it the same way, but give me three different hops. The same process. They don't have to be, you know, Northwest hops. You can stick with Noble, but you can, you know, whether you want to bounce from Hallertau or Saz or whatever, like you can bounce from that. I would be way into that. Can you make a Pilsner with a non-German style hop? Yeah, totally. Could you make a Pilsner with a they're New Zealand-style hop? <laughs> yeah, they're called cold IPAs. Could you go get the new hop you're talking about from New Zealand and put it in that Italian-style Pilsner? You can do whatever you want. Yeah. It's just... It's not. It, it, it's almost like breaking the boundaries a little bit. Yeah, you can break the boundaries, and that's, you know, and I think, you know, to get a little more existential in this conversation, I think that's where a lot of beer is now, you know? We know what a good IPA tastes like. We know what a good Pilsner tastes like. We know what a good export style Irish stout tastes like. I mean, using the Italian style Pilsner, that's not a real style. It's not a real style. And most people aren't even using Italian ingredients anymore. No. And it's not even a style like if you drink Pilsners from Italy, they don't taste like that. No. So it's like the brewed IPA, which I know was kind of a failure. The smoothie sour. That's because they sucked. Yeah. The smoothie sour, which is, you know, works, in my opinion, works for some people, doesn't work for others. The hazy IPA, you know, like. This is where we are is to experiment, and I think one fun way to do that is to take a beer like a Jubal Ale or an Agostini Pills and mess with that, like Block 15 did with their series. What Breakside did with Strata, Strata, Strata. When that first came out, it was different strata from different farms. Mm. Like, the world is your oyster, and... 
I I think what's tough is just trying to figure out how to market that. I guess that's true, but I mean, if I assume the Block 15 series that we keep referencing because it's up on our COVID wall was very successful. I would think so, yeah. And at the very end, they did Sticky Hands, which is their flagship beer and their most popular beer, but they did a variant of it Mm -hmm. because they used the hops they used in their single hop beers. Yeah, there was a little bit from this one, a little bit from that one. And it was an identical can, but it just said Brewer's Cut Mm -hmm. instead of just Sticky Hands. You can have it be the same beer. Without a doubt. The same label and have like a little like uh, Nickelodeon slime splotch mm-hmm. and have something in there. Yeah. Like it's just that simple. I mean, how- I, don't, I don't think from a marketing aspect that's going to turn anybody off. They'll, they'll look at it and go, oh, this is Wanderlust. I love Wanderlust. Ooh, Ex Novo, Elliot. I love Elliot, but you did something different. Yeah. Well, I got to try that. Yeah. And it's like, this is the Elliot using this hop instead, or this is the, this is the Wanderlust using. Uh, cold side instead of hot side or whatever, you know, sure. just whatever it is. And you could even, you could even do this. Call me crazy. You can put beer name variant one. You don't even have to name it and be creative. And then on the sides, you can say variant one is this, this, and this. We did this differently. Ecliptic did that with the Vega series can number three down there. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think, you know what, you know what, as we talk about this, you know what it makes me think of fresh hop. Yeah. How's Fresh Hop not that? It is that. I know it's a little different because that has a little more like it's the same recipe. local seasonal kind of like oomph to it. But how is that not? Well, it's the same recipe, just using a Fresh Hop. I right. Think, right. So but that's... how is that not different than what we're talking about? That's you know almost what I mean? like the so first if, variant yeah, is a Fresh Hop. Yeah. yeah. So a Fresh Hop can be that successful. And I know Fresh Hop has a little more added oomph to it because it's a seasonal thing. It's a regional thing. But if that works, why can't the other ones? Yeah. I think that's, I I almost feel like that's the next step in terms of like creative brewing. Um, You know, there are certain breweries who creative brewing is trying different styles. And yeah, absolutely. Don't stop doing that. Of course. Like we all want that. Um, Yeah. You never made a Roush Hellas before. Go for it. Don't make it too smoky. That's one I had this weekend. It was a little too smoky. Yeah. It's it's, it's, a little little much. It's like vanilla and barrel age, man. Can't go too far. I think you it go was, too far. You I, go too far. I think it was Von Ebert's Roush Hellas. Okay. And I for, first of all, I forgot that a Roush was smoky. <laughs> yeah. And I looked at it and I was like, oh, yeah, I'll try this. And I took the sip and I was like, oh, that's right. This means smoky. And then I took another sip and I was like, yeah, it's a little too smoky. Yeah. A little too much. Um, But like, like for example, I'm, again, I, I'm always looking towards the COVID wall. It's a good reference point. Um, There's me- a lot of beer up there. Remember we had the coin toss pickle lager? Yeah. Like that... That's experimentation I also appreciate. Throwing random ingredients that don't make any sense into a beer and seeing sure. if they work. Hello, great notion. Yeah. Um, but that is like kitschy and maybe you hit a home run. Sure. I feel like the variant is not kitschy. It's like nerdy. Mm. It's like here is a beer that we make and we know we make well, but we want to see if we can change this up and make it even better or make it just different for a different palate. Sure. And I feel like that would again this I, this whole episode appeals to those of us who are beer nerds, uh, especially in the Northwest. But I, I feel like that's kind of where you would hit a lot of people. I almost feel like you would sell more if every two or three months you had another variant. Yeah, I feel like it's a marketing win because, sure, because you, can, you know the beer. Well, you know the beer, and you go to social media and you have a whole th- like oh two weeks away from variant number four coming out. It's, What's it's, it going to be this time? It's like uh, 
uh, Bill Breaker doing their uh, yeah the homegrown series. the homegrown which they changed the name in the middle and you know but it was that idea but again those are unique beers that they've never done before I'm saying use your core beers and change them I'm into it don't be afraid to change your core beer just because it's core and don't mess with it and the reality is people tweak their core beers all the time mm-hmm. they're just not overhauling them yep so it's like if you had a dystopia a month ago like, god i love this beer and you have a new one you're like god i still love this beer you might not know that they might have i'm just using it as an example you might not know that they might have you know done less of this hop and a little bit more of that hop or they took this hop out and put a different like there's so many things that happens all the time and i think all the time i guarantee you to use elliot as an example as we've been talking about it frequently today i guarantee you elliot today is a very different beer than elliot four years ago and if it isn't they would go the way of uh bridgeport which never changed the recipe exactly um i also think and, and we try not to like push super hype stuff but um, this would be a way to hype it that would be almost it's acceptable hype. It's not reaching. It's not cash grabbing. I was gonna say more respected hype, yeah, maybe. Yeah, it's it's educational hype. Yes. And I think here's the difference, and we'll use dystopia because you said it. Grains of Wrath posts an Instagram picture with the new dystopia cans are out. Oh, cool. I like dystopia. Yeah. Fresh batch. Woo-hoo. Grains of Wrath posts a picture and says dystopia uh variant using whatever Nectaron. hop yeah nectaron this, this hop, hop we're using and some different malts uh you're telling me that doesn't just oh my interest is peaked yes i'm like well people are liking it people are commenting it even if i'm like don't mess with my beer that's right. my favorite beer don't mess with that but i gotta try it yeah of course you gotta try it and when you go to grains of wrath on the tap list it says dystopia and then right underneath it it says dystopia v1 yeah and or v2 and it's like you get people, oh, where are you going to send that to? Is it only going to be in-house? How do I get that beer? Mm-hmm. You build the hype, but you're not chasing the hype. You're right. building it by cha- right. by almost learning about yourself. Mm-hmm. So uh, we solved all your problems today. <laughs> all of them solved. Yeah, right now. Pay us. Okay. <laughs> One million dollars. I mean, if you want to. Sure, that'd be great. We'll split it 60-40. <laughs> cool. I'll take 600K. <laughs> um all right, so uh, Patrick said we have an interesting beer of the week today We got a beer well. of the week. This is a shout-out to a hater out there. Ah, I think I know what it is. I think it's been in the fridge for a little bit. Well, yeah, I forgot about it. But I even without knowing that, I think already by you saying that. The shout-out to a lovable hater. Um, We're going to have a Saison Brewery next for beer of the week. Hashtag not a Saison Brewery. <laughs> On Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Beer of the week time here on Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Today was not a day of sounds. No. Outside of our beautiful, manly, manly, delightful voices. I mean, anytime I meet someone, they're like, my name's Patrick Harris and I talk like this. <laughs> Little too Steve-o. Yeah, I'm like, no, I don't talk like that. I, there is inflection and enunciation in my voice. You also do have a little bit of the uh, the smoker a little bit. Well, yeah, for sure. Because you were I mean, a smoker, I, but... I clear my throat every 10 seconds, so... <laughs> <laughs> it's like the sorority girl or smoker, depending on which angle. And would There's you a rather, little bit of the rasp. Would you rather me sound like this, or would you rather me sound like this? Well, it's not that. 
it's the there's like a raspy in the voice of like uh, the people who partied really hard in college. <laughs> Go kooks. <laughs> there's a lot of bush light. Mm. Yeah, I am not Pharrell on the. That's bench. not the bush I was thinking of. I am not Scotty Pharrell. Um, so that's what she said. Our beer of the week today is from a saison brewery, but that's not a saison brewery. <laughs> <laughs> Holy Mountain in the house. Holy Mountain in the house for the first time. Bitter piece, the extra special bitter. Ooh. Mike and I are both high high fans of this style. ESBs are goat. And I am tired of being trolled on Instagram about Holy Mountain, so I figured we'd we'd give it a shot. I saw it on draft. The cans are in, so I grabbed this a couple weeks ago, and then we were kind of doing some other stuff. So I don't think it's old. I mean, this beer should have a decent shelf life. Um, it doesn't have a date on it. it. Should have a decent shelf life, so I'm not expecting it to be old, oxidized, or anything like that, unless this saison brewery uh, doesn't know how to make things that aren't saisons. <laughs> I guess we'll find out. I know. It's so funny. I've never met anybody at Holy Mountain, and I've been up there. I'm sure they are wonderful people, and I have nothing against Holy Mountain at all. I mean, Patrick, you have to realize, what if they're not? I know. It was something I said (laughs) once that has become a running joke on this show, but I figured, you know what? Screw it. Let's get a little something in here. I have started to notice more Holy Mountain uh, beers on the shelf that are like different styles i know i'm kicking myself that i didn't have their fest beer because a lot of people in my beer circle that i talked to said it was absolutely incredible so i'm a little unfortunate that's a style that i also really love I that think i that's didn't one try i also looked at and was like ah, i don't know if i want this style right Saison now on brewery no I, know. <laughs> I didn't think that <laughs> i even forgot that you said that the first time you said it i didn't even realize but i remember looking at it and being like i'm just not feeling the fest right now and then it wasn't there after next time i went um, but the you know the the White Lodge is their Belgian wit. That beer's excellent. That beer's excellent. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like their core brand in cans. And I've always just been kind of like like I expect the Fest beer to be solid. I expect the Belgian wit to be st- solid. I expect the ESB to be solid. It's it's when I start seeing the loggers and the hoppies, I'm like. Uh. Uh, this could be good, but I'm scared. Well, this is not a hoppy or a lager. Exactly. This is a bitter. It's a traditional style. It is a traditional style. The nose on this beer is fantastic. I know. I do really enjoy it as well. You get such a good like caramel toffee right off the right off the nose. To be honest, this might be the best smelling ESB that I've had. the The aroma on it is is quite nice. I I think it's the best part of this beer, having had a sip or two. Um. I, I think it's a touch sweet. Yeah. Um, I think... I'm going to say... For lack of better terms, I think the bitterness could go up a little bit. I think it's a little too light-bodied. Mm-hmm. I feel like when I have an ESB, there's a certain richness I'm expecting. And this is giving me that richness in the nose. And then I take the sip and it kind of like... is just light, light, light in terms of mouthfeel on my palate. The body tells me this is an ale. Without a doubt, mm-hmm. but I think some of the flavors reminds me of like a little bit of a heavier, darker Vienna. Okay. Um, I don't think the spear is bad <laughs> by no. any means. Well, I mean, remember we're we're being nitpicky on all sorts of things, especially we've been doing this for two and a half years now. It's like we, we kind of know what our palate's like. My knee hurts. <laughs> <laughs> Ah. <laughs> Mike's back. Mike's back is ah. about to go out from carrying this thing for the last about year. <laughs> um, Whether so, I'm unemployed or employed, I'm still a lazy POS. <laughs> uh, so 
I think we're just looking for things like that don't fit our palate perfectly. And I struggle with light body beers, mm. which is why I don't love California IPAs because yeah. it's just like, You're like can you where, give me something? Yeah, like you need that mouthfeel. That am body. I drinking water or yeah, am I drinking yeah. beer? You know, and I I kind of am getting a little bit of that like. I'm drinking water that has flavor in the middle of the palate because it's so light bodied. But I think I think what's awesome though for for us and it's so funny the styles that we meet on. We meet on the strangest styles, Mike. Like the styles that you and I are both gung ho on <laughs> that aren't, you know, Pilsner IPA like the traditional stuff. Like we're both gung ho on ESBs. Yep. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's such a strange thing. I know. But People don't package these ESBs, and I think one thing that you would benefit from- It's also a scary style because it it says bitter. Exactly. That I think- But it's anything but. One thing that you as a brewery benefit on, Holy Mountain can put out this can of extra special bitter and put it on a sales sheet in Portland- and normally you would think, you know, someone sees ESB and they're like, oh man, dude, I can't sell that. A brewery makes an ESP and they're like, well, I guess we as the brewers, we're going to drink it because it's not going to sell. But if you look at it from a buyer perspective, how many ESPs do you have on the shelf? None. None. So if Holy Mountain's going to come down with an ESB and you're a beer buyer, you're going to kind of go, well, I respect that brewery. The can art looks great. I had one last night. It tastes pretty good. Yeah, yeah, give me give me two cases. Because then anybody that comes in, because you get those people that come in, you know, hey, you got an amber, you got a red. Like, let's not forget, there's a S-ton of clientele out there that is looking for those styles. I know, and those styles, by the <clears throat> way, are gone. They're gone. They're absolutely gone. Like, you do not see those styles You anymore. don't see them. You see a lot of, like, reds from upstart breweries, you know, things like that. Because it's, a, it's, a, <clears throat> it's a, a style that is often made early in a brewery's life. Exactly. So it's, it's like... a quick turn. Yeah. It's a pretty straightforward recipe. So you, you'll see a lot <clears throat> of that from young breweries, mm-hmm. but that's it. Right. So when someone walks into Belmont Station, to Beer Mongers, to John's Marketplace, and they say, hey... I'm 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 buying beer for my dad. I love craft beer. I know everything, but dad, dad's style is so dumb. Do you got an ESB? They're like, yeah, actually, we just bought a case of this Holy Mountain ESB. It's actually pretty damn good. You're like, oh, done. I'll take a four pack. It's not like I'll take one, taste it, see how it goes. It's like no, because as long as it's not massively flawed. A canned ESB is going to fulfill my ESB life. Mm-hmm. And that sometimes is all that matters. You know, like Pioneer ESB from Berlick. Yep. You weren't, we weren't going to get out of a show without saying Berlick. Drink! Um, you know, I don't know if that's the best ESB. I don't know if this is the best ESB, but I never get them in cans. So I'm like, oh, I can have a can of ESB at my house whenever I want. Honestly? The trapdoor ESB was amazing, right? You know what I mean. It's we like, went there and we were like, "Yeah, we'll have the ESB," and we were like, "Whoa!" <laughs> yeah, we were like, "This hazy brewery's making ESB." <laughs> Hashtag not a hazy brewery, <laughs> you know. And so I, yeah. So kudos to Holy. Thanks for thanks for packaging an ESB for us old guys here on the Beers on Us podcast. Also, congrats to Barrelick Drink for opening the Alberta location. Yep, yep. I'm hoping to try to get down there this weekend. I doubt it. I am so booked, but I'm going to try to get there ASAP. Uh, okay, so uh, like, subscribe, rate, review, wherever you find us. Instagram.com slash Beers on Us is our hub. And uh, yeah, so what, what we decided is we're going to take next week off. 
Uh, I am leaving town for Thanksgiving, which I almost always do. Mike travels for the holidays. I live locally. Mike's from the East Coast. Yeah, uh, actually, I always travel for Thanksgiving. I have not missed a Thanksgiving, luckily, except for COVID, um, since I've moved out here. Uh, and it's just, it. I leave Tuesday. It's not. It's just not going to work for next week. Yep. And yep. Uh, plus, you know, enjoy your Thanksgiving. Uh, and we'll come back with tales of beer. I'm sure I will have many uh, carton IPAs and whatever <laughs> else my uncle has at his house. And I'll try some stuff out there and I'll be able to tell stories about that. And I will probably have cracked some barrel aged beer. So I'll report back on some older vintage stuff, which is very exciting. In a couple of weeks, one thing that we're toying around with doing is going to Trader Joe's and going to Costco. And if there's any place that we're not thinking of, you can feel free to let us know at Instagram. Places that make their own beer. Like big box stores. Yeah. Like Trader Joe's doesn't purchase craft beer. They make their own well, beer. Well, they do purchase craft beer. Oh, okay. But they push their beer I've been hard. in Trader Joe's once in my life. Yeah. Um, Bro, you're missing out. I'm not. TJ's for life. It, I could not stand you it. You live by yourself, man. TJ's for life. I could not stand it. Um, and then Costco <clears throat> uh, does Kirkland brand stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's Kirkland brand beer. There is. So we're toying around the idea and of doing seltzers and seltzers of doing that and seeing how they do with their own beer and comparing it to maybe not Portland beer, but like maybe the athletic non-alcoholic beer <laughs> and putting it up against that and seeing how it tastes. So that'll be coming up. Uh, also had uh, our year end of review show is going to be in the next month. And then I had an idea that we're going to kind of try to flesh out a little bit of like, it's like a tasting room, but it's not, it's more like a taste test. It's kind of like what we did with the stouts, where we had the one hyper-local, the one regional, and the one national stout, and how they all tasted different. We yeah, had... it was an Ex Novo Penguin Tuxedo, yep. Fremont Dark Star, not barrel-aged, and then Narwhal yes. from Sierra Nevada. Is doing something along the lines of trying all one style that's local or not local, and seeing if there's a trend or theme that is like a current trend in that style. I think Czech-style Pilsner could be real, because you could do like a buoy and maybe something in between, and then like a Stella. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, we could do it the same way with hyper-local, regional, and national as well. An IPA, you can go Lagunitas to something small to a Deschutes or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think we'll do that a little bit as well. So that's all coming up in the next month or so. And if you guys have any ideas that you like want to hear us talk about that we haven't done or styles that we've forgotten that we said we would do, let us know. DM us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash beers on us. We also usually do a little bit like uh, the holidays are here. What what, what what should we drink over the holidays? Mm-hmm. So we like to do that. As and well. we're going to try to also do not on the podcast, but the uh, 12 days of Christmas from Stone again. Yeah, I'm going to go grab that. Just, just for funsies. Yeah, I'm going to give a shot at it. Um, okay, so we'll see you guys in two weeks. Have a very good Thanksgiving. Have a safe holiday. And uh, we'll see you guys in December? Maybe not. Quince. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. See T-Mobile.com. 
Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.